Good day, everyone. I am reporter Pete, man on the street. Our top story tonight, compelling Christmas news from right here in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Two weeks ago in the Christmas capital of North America, right here, it was a not-so-silent night as city officials learned that the baby Jesus was taken from his manger here in downtown Frankenmuth. This nativity scene was set up and is set up every holiday season right here in Zender Park. It is the focal point of the town's festivities, our Christmas festivities, to remind both residents and visitors alike that Jesus is still the reason for the celebration of the season. Amen to that, right? Once the APB went out, law enforcement and officials from both county and local municipalities were high on alert, well, more or less. In the meantime, Bronner's Christmas Wonderland heard about this. They uh, said we would uh, give you a new baby Jesus as a substitute. Isn't that something else from the folks at Bronner's Christmas Wonderland? Now, city officials received a tip that baby Jesus was seen somewhere in Genesee County, and the Genesee Township Police Department was able to retrieve the baby Jesus and drive him back here to the nativity scene where he is in the manger right now. This lifelike little Lord Jesus has been asleep in the hay ever since. I'm reporter Pete for Muth Action News. Pastor Brad, back to you. Well, thank you, Pete, for that great reporting. By the way, some of the folks at 3 o'clock service, they thought I made this up. I'm like, no, this actually happened. Someone stole the baby Jesus in the little major from the nativity downtown. And yes, law enforcement officials were involved. They recovered it in Genesee County and they brought it back safe and sound. They even buckled him in to the squad car as they were making their way back into Frankenmuth. So uh, I like to joke around sometimes, but I still speak the truth, folks. <laughs> What's interesting is that some people have shared that this happens all the time, Pastor Brad. Everyone's always trying to mess with us. They're trying to come into uh, Michigan's little Bavaria and they're going to take stuff on a dare or they're going to take stuff and it's going to be a fun prank like it's never been done before. So same old, same old. Other folks have told me that this has never happened before as long as they've lived here and that something must be done about this and maybe we should put a GPS tracking device in the baby Jesus next year so we can keep track on him so he won't go missing again. True story, folks. True story. You know, it's funny. When the baby Jesus goes missing from the major scene in the Christmas capital of North America, it makes news, more or less. But when the baby Jesus goes missing from the heart of a person, it seems like it goes unnoticed. But it actually happens all the time. Prodigals part ways. The de-church drift away. The unchurched are unamused and unimpressed. Those whom the church has hurt in the past sometimes leave in a fury on Facebook or they just silently stop coming as it seems people stop calling on them or perhaps even start caring for them. At least that's how it feels to them. And with the pandemic and politics that has been going on for the last two years or so, Tornadoes and tragedies more recently, even Christmas shopping and family gatherings, the message of Jesus can easily get lost in all the holiday mix. And what was once the center of our lives, of our families, of our community, of our congregations, sometimes just becomes a punchline 
of an old Will Ferrell movie called Talladega Nights as you pray to the six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus with his golden fleece diapers and his tiny balled up fists. Yes, I've seen the movie, folks. I don't know about you, but I know what it's like when it seems like Jesus has departed from my life. I grew up a son of a pastor. Can you believe that? Lifelong Lutheran Christian, baptized, brought up in church, Sunday school every week, VBS in the summer, substitute acolyte all the time when someone would forget. Went through confirmation, memorized Luther's small catechism, more or less, but did memorize the books of the Bible forwards and backwards. So take that, Nick Parker, current champion at St. Lawrence Lutheran School. And yet, even with that upbringing in the faith, I still struggle. I struggled with my place, my place in my family, my church, my school, my community, where I belong, where I fit in. And my fear was not that Jesus was missing from my life, but if I kept Jesus at the center of my life, that I would start missing out on other things in life. My fear was that I was missing out on life and that the more I pursued Jesus, the further I would find myself by myself. I had pre-social media, pre-smartphone, FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. Ever felt that way in your life or among your relationships? Like you know that you were the only one who is not in the know. You were the perpetual third wheel in every scenario. The only one not invited to the party. Like you are not enough. Not smart enough. Not successful enough. Not cool enough. Not trendy enough. Not fit enough. Not enough for those around you. So why would anyone else bother? Even in a place where it seems like everyone is related to everyone else. And in a place where folks like to know stuff about other people. Sometimes it can still feel lonely. And then the fear seeps in. That tries to control our interests and pursuits. And the more we try to fit in with others and try to please them. So that they'll like us and include us. The less we find ourselves pleasing the Lord and looking to him for how to navigate our lives and relationships. In this world, it is so easy to become underwhelmed with who we are or the life that we've chosen and overwhelmed by our self-absorption or our obsession with our own personal pain and problems. We become focused on the fear instead of excited for the celebration of the season. And then it happens. We see the lights about town. We hear the music in the background. We catch a smell from the local restaurants, perhaps. Or we taste that incredible treat that's one of our favorites this time of year. We touched the decorations, the Christmas tree. And all of our senses converge 
and give us a sign of what's happening right now. A sign of the celebration of the season. And yes, sometimes there's a literal sign. A sign from brothers reminding us to keep the Christ in Christmas. Or a sign from St. Lawrence Lutheran Church that says Christmas in December. You, thank you. One person seen the sign. Yes. Totally worth it. Jeremy Frank, did you get that? We got one. Christmas in December, Christ all year. My new favorite member of St. Lawrence Luther Church. <laughs> it could be the nativity on display. The infinity crosses in people's yards. It could be the warm greeting of a good neighbor. A text or an email from someone you thought was ignoring you. Or the kindness of a loved one who's been by your side all this time. While you were wondering what else in life there might be. One of the blessings of living where we do is that we have a perpetual reminder of the hopes and fears that we have and that they will be met in the Christ child of Christmas. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. We'll sing a little bit later in the service. On this night, Christmas Eve, when we remember that Jesus was born in that stable scene. Mary and Joseph there. And Mary takes her infant son, wraps him up in strips of cloth and places them in that feed box reserved for animals because there was no other place for them to go because it was so packed because of the census. So there they are. Mother and son. Earthly father and son husband and wife, wondering what's going to happen. Perhaps afraid of what will happen next. What will become of them in the community? What will their status and standing be? Will they be rejected in their religious gatherings because they don't fit the mold? They're not quite the norm. It makes you wonder, what were the fears that Mary and Joseph had on their hearts and minds as they welcomed that little Lord Jesus? that night. Friends, thanks be to God that there was an encouraging word for Mary from the angel months earlier. Perhaps she was afraid of missing out on an ordinary engagement or a regular wedding. Perhaps fearful of the reaction of family and community to her mysterious pregnancy. But Mary was encouraged by the angel's words for her. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. The kingdom, his kingdom, will never end. Amazing news for such a young girl on the verge of an extraordinary life experience. Words that she could anchor her hopes to. Words to allay her fears. And Joseph, perhaps having similar fears, fears of missing out on what might be because he is going to take Mary as his wife, because he is going to call this child his own. There's an angel of the Lord that appears to Joseph in a vision and announces to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, for what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. 
and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Encouraging words from the angel of the Lord to Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. But what about you? What about you here tonight on this Christmas Eve 2021? What words from the Lord are resonating with your heart this holiday season? Easing your fears and reminding you of the joy of Jesus' birth. Thankfully, you don't have to look too far in the scriptures. You don't have to look too far outside the the confines of this service. And you can hearken back to the angel's announcement to the shepherds who were out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over flocks by night. When the angels say to them, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. A Savior, someone outside ourselves, to come to us in our times of need and save us from ourselves. A Savior who would sacrifice himself for us. A Savior who would go to great lengths to demonstrate his love for you. To provide you with that gift of forgiveness that only he could give you. So that one day when the time is right, you could be in his presence forever. A Savior who would also go ahead of you and prepare that place for you to go. So you would never have to know a day outside of the love and presence of your Lord in your life. Jesus, right here, right now, born for you. He'd live for you. He'd sacrifice himself for you. He'd come back to life for you. And he would go ahead of you so that you could be with him forever. Jesus' life, love, and forgiveness. Connecting you with God Almighty forever and helping you connect with one another here and now. Jesus, replacing your fear of missing out on everything that you think is so urgent but is really only temporary. Replacing that fear with faith in God's continuing and abiding favor for your life that will outlast your lifetime here on earth. Now friends, that is compelling news on Christmas Eve in Christmas Town, USA. Friends, fears will come and go. Pandemics, politics, problems, natural disasters, man-made ones, fear of missing out, fear of not mattering. It happens. It is happening. It will probably happen again. But thanks be to God that Christmas reminds us that God entered human history to provide a Savior for us so that Jesus would never go missing from our lives. Therefore, we have nothing to fear. Merry Christmas, my friends. Merry Christmas. Because of Christmas, Jesus is here. Jesus is near. And he is not missing. He's right here for you. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.